1: Point nine ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: Better than summer in Montana? I really don't know if there is. What a great time to be alive. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We are coming to you from right outside the clubhouse at Old Works Golf Course here in Anaconda, Montana. We've taken this show all over the country at this point, and it's one of my great uh, joys to be able to always have a traveling radio show and uh, this fun to be here we need to start putting pins in the map i think thanks to tommy our producer in the back for getting us on the air and uh, getting me all hooked up and giving me equipment that i can functionally operate if you missed anything in the first hour of the show we talked all about this great historic town of anaconda and why sports and otherwise mean so much to the people here and why there's so much pride from the anaconda community uh, in just the place that they are from their point of origin we also talked to the head pro out here, Andrew Alamey. We talked some Idaho Vandals football. He's a big Idaho Vandals guy. But also, what's the latest of the latest here at this beautiful Jack Nicholas course. And we talked a little NBA as well. You can find everything from the first hour of Nuana's Now today on the Nuana's Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, the Montana State Bookstore, the Advocates, and the M Store. Go check out the M Store downtown in Missoula. A brand new location there. Um... Dress like the Grizz dress, wear what the Grizz wear. Go check out all sorts of cool and awesome stuff there uh, at the M Store, new location in downtown Missoula. If you want to stream the show, listen to the show, you can always use the ESPN Montana app. You can also always go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can always text us and or call us, 406 888 that's 406-888-1029. More with myself and Blake Hempstead, but first, a little laughs. Well, funny because last week we were talking about meeting famous people, and then Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, met somebody who I don't even know who it is but apparently is famous. And, How dare you? Uh, <laughs> How dare you? I, wonder, I, I always wonder this, though. I think that like levels of fame are so much different than they used to be because our content consumption used to be so streamlined and homogenized, and now it's so broad and vast, right? True. So there's so many well, yeah, people so many people that are listening to this show that love Yellowstone and certainly know who Cole Hauser is. There's also yes. so many people listening to this show that have never downloaded the Paramount app in their lives, never watched Yellowstone, and have no clue who Cole Hauser is. So you out there, people, 888 That's 406-888-1029 if you know who Cole Hauser is text us. Tell us what you think. What do you think of Yellowstone, good or bad for the state of well, Montana?
2: You know what? Kohlhauser has a quite a large resume beyond Yellowstone. And I've been a fan of his since he was in um, a Dazed and Confused. He was in Higher Learning. He was in The Breakup. I mean, he's got a vast.
0: He was in uh, Dazed and Confused. <laughs> isn't that movie 30 years old?
2: He was one of the guys, the seniors, going around paddling the freshmen. He's Benny. He was driving the truck.
0: Do they do that anymore?
2: I don't think they ever did.
0: I mean, like at high school, do they still paddle you? No. Oh, I got absolutely spanked when I was in high school. Oh, are you kidding me? Every single day for three weeks in a row. Oh,
2: not in Chicago. Mm. We just shoot each other there.
0: (laughs) Wow. She's kidding. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I was at visiting our friend Tom at Aspen Sound. Hi, Tom. Who, um, is a friend of the show, and I was we were having a sales meeting. I brought him some treats on Friday and just checking in and saying hi. And in walks Kohlhauser, and Tom just gets up and walks out because they've been working together on some stuff, whatever, and just leaves me alone in his office, like do doo do And so. I decide I need to meet Cole Hauser. And so I walk out to the van and I go, what the heck, Tom, you just, a big celebrity comes in and you just leave me in the middle of our meeting? (laughs) And then they both were like, what? Tom's like, oh, hey, Cole, this is my friend Carolyn. So Cole had a laugh and then I mentioned that we were co-stars and he looked at me like, clearly, You're a movie star. Where have I seen you before? You know, because that's pretty common misconception when people see me. Sure. Yeah. So um, I explained that I was an extra in Yellowstone. Anyway, he was a lovely man, and I just thought it was hilarious that we were talking about meeting famous people, and then the next day I meet Cole Hauser, Rip Rip Wheeler from Yellowstone. Rip
0: Wheeler, what a guy. Well, I'm glad that you uh, got a chance to feel starstruck. With a person that you share the uh, what? Oh, it's not the silver screen. What's the TV? Is that like
2: small screen? The small
0: screen. The, the guy you share yeah. the small screen with. Flat
2: screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it was. We had a nice conversation. I, he's, his little girl was so sweet and well behaved, and it was just a lovely day. And, and he took a picture with me, and you know, it
0: was great. Check it doesn't know sports. Here on ESPN Radio, is Now, we are coming to you live from Old Works Golf Course. How cool is this? Right in Anaconda, Montana, one of the most historic cities in the treasure state. And we got an opportunity to play one of the most famous courses in all of the Northwestern United States this morning the Golden Bear. He designed this one, Jack Nicholas. And uh, a pretty good. Oh,
2: it wasn't Jack Nicholson.
0: Not no, it was not the actor, Carolyn. It was the eighteen-time major champion.
2: <laughs> so I have some friends visiting from Colorado, and I said that you were out there playing golf, and he's like, "Oh, Anaconda, great golf course." And I thought he was being sarcastic, but then <laughs> he said, "No, it's one of the best golf courses in the world, right here in Anaconda."
0: Wow, it is one of the best golf courses, and the thing that's so crazy is that. Uh, For all of the history of the mining city in Butte and then Anaconda, which is sort of like the smelter town, that piece of property was a Superfund site, and the Jack Nicholas design was a reclamation project. So this is uh, conservators. uh, What do you say? Land conservation at its finest, and they also turned it into a premier golf course. So pretty cool. Wonderful uh, that they hosted us out here. Check it out. No sports presented by Buff City soap this week Buff City soap doing something cool Thursday night that's tomorrow night for those keeping track down there at Limborg Craig field the Mavs have a home game but also all day on Thursday Buff City soap will be donating 20% of all of the purchases to the Missoula Mavericks they've created a very cool baseball bath bomb for this event so uh, go spend some money at uh, at Buff City soap on Thursday and 20% of all purchases will be donated to the Mavs organization. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and Buff City Soap is right in the Albertsons, um, in the north. Oh, my gosh, what is it? North Reserve Albertsons.
0: Northgate Shopping uh, Plaza. Northgate
2: Shopping, thank you. I was just talking about Cole Hauser, and my brain just went crazy. So, um, yeah, right there in the Northgate Plaza, um, and super easy to get to. Great locally owned couple that are there all the time making your bath bombs it's just i love that store it's so cute and it smells so good
0: it also got our studio smelling all nice too oh yeah i I thought was maybe an impossible task so thanks to buff city soap for all of uh, the things that they're doing all right carolyn uh we got about 15 minutes today what do you got cooking all
2: right well my buddy kyle kyle irving
0: yeah kyle (laughs) don't you wish you could skip work 60 percent of the time and still get a 36 million dollar contract
2: can you explain this to me? Because I just don't understand how... I, I, I get he's a great player, whatever, but he didn't play. So how does he earn this? And what? I don't understand it. Explain this to me.
0: Um. Well, man, where do we even start? Part of the reason pro sports contracts are so lucrative is because of how much money pro sports teams are generating right now, right? So it's all just a direct reflection of it. You know, $36 million... Is a small portion of what the Brooklyn Nets are actually worth. The NBA salary cap is about to get moved up because of the influx of TV money. And that's what is so, uh, that's what's moving the needle so much across the wide world of sports is just how much these TV deals are. Like when the NBA signs a multi billion dollar TV deal, that's hundreds of millions of dollars for all 32 franchises to share. And so okay. the salaries go up. So the reason that, so basically what, there's also a bunch of, of stipulations in contracts in the NBA that incentivize guys to stay home. They want guys to stay in the markets that they're in. That rule, or I guess that notion, that goal was made because the difference in market in the NBA is so vast. You know, you've been, you're from the Midwest Chicago has, what, 8 million people? And Milwaukee has, like, 450,000 people? So the the market size is tremendously, tremendously different. Also, though, uh, the NBA is more influenced by big markets than any other sport as far as the draw for the superstars. Playing in a big market as an NBA star is beneficial to you from a secondary income perspective because of the exposure you're going to get. So players can players can sign for more so like if let's say someone's trying to sign LeBron James away from the Lakers the Lakers can offer him more money in his contract than anybody else in the league can offer him say that's what Giannis Antetokounmpo did in, in Milwaukee is he chose to stay in Milwaukee partly because they were the defending champs but also because they offered him the supermax deal and he chose to take the the most amount of money so though Then this gets us into the situation that we were just in. Because Kyrie Irving can sign with more money for the Nets than anybody else, then they'd want to try to do... If he doesn't want to be there anymore, what he's trying to do is he's trying to do what they call a sign-and-trade. So then he gets the hometown deal, the hometown money, and then then the Nets then sign him to that deal and trade his contract, and then a new team can absorb his contract. They elected to not do the sign-and-trade, and now Kyrie Irving did what is called the player option. So he had a player option in his contract. They couldn't find a sign and trade deal. So then he gets to choose to pick up that option, and that option is worth $36 million.
2: Okay, I, I didn't get that, but now I get it. But what I'm wondering is, how does someone who does not actually work, have any of that valuable? Why, what's so valuable about him? Because he has, you know, because he brings some drama? Or, I mean, or is he that good that when he finally does play, he's so great? That
0: it's worth that much money. Gosh, this is such an interesting question. Thank you. Um, the The sad truth is that winning does not equal revenue or profit in the NBA.
2: Interesting.
0: It, existing and being talked about and being in a huge market and having superstars, even if they're polarizing or hated superstars, is what makes you money in the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets can. Mm. The Brooklyn Nets can. Uh, you need to have multiple people to draw players or just to draw people into the stands. But you're only making a portion of your money off of the ticket sales. You're making so much of your money off TV, all that stuff. But the, the, the sad truth is, do you want to know the least profitable franchise in the National Basketball Association? Yeah. The Golden State Warriors. They just, they won, just the, won. They just won. Why are they the least profitable? Because they're not considering profits. They're spending all the possible money that they can to win. And spending it means you're going to have to pay the luxury tax, which means then you are way over the salary cap, and it just comes with hundreds of millions of dollars worth of expenses. Why is Kyrie Irving worth that money? He's worth that money because of a few different reasons. Kyrie Irving has the most streetball-like game in the NBA. That translates the most well to the New York and Brooklyn area because there's so many streetballers. Most Mm -hmm. people that like the Knicks and the Nets go out and play on the blacktop all the time. So they like that style of basketball. So that sells tickets. Kyrie Irving also has this strange cult following where people think that he's better than he is. Part of the reason Kyrie Irving gets paid $36 million is because people think that fancy ball handling tricks and follow away three-pointers equal tremendous player rather than winning equaling tremendous players. That's why, I mean, Kyrie Irving is probably as popular as Stephen Curry, even though Stephen Curry is a hundred times. The player, from a legacy standpoint and a winning standpoint. So, I guess the uh, the the sad truth is that uh, winning does not equal money. So, therefore, you pay Kyrie Irving because it equals exposure.
2: So, someone so they they pay him hoping to increase ticket sales, and these poor people buy tickets hoping to see Kyrie Irving play, and he's just not going to play half the time. So, you know, I just think it's a bad deal. I'm uh, thumbs down.
0: Yeah, it is, uh, it is sort of crazy. You know, uh, like the NFL gets killed uh, for not having guaranteed contracts. So when guys get hurt, a lot of times they get cut or they don't get paid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That has a, a, its own conversation around it. But basketball contracts are fully guaranteed, so that means guys that straight up don't show up to work still get paid
2: and then get renewed. That's just what's crazy to me. Is right. that like, Is If I didn't show up to work for six months, I wouldn't have a job.
0: Right, but the, the, the sad truth there, and this is what most Americans can't accept, is that there's like a 99% chance, no matter who you are listening to this show, that somebody else can do your job. As well as you, Excuse as pleasant me. as you, eh, probably me. not, but we are all replaceable. Right. 100%. That's why NBA players get away with murder, because they're simply irreplaceable. That's why people are so fascinated by NBA players, because there, there just isn't anyone on the earth that can... Kyrie Irving, at his best, is better than all but maybe 50 guys that have ever played basketball, ever. And so uh, that's why. I mean, that's why these guys yeah. get get away with everything. It's Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. We are not in studio because we are out here at Anaconda, Montana. Carolyn coming to us on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. All right, Carolyn, what else you got?
2: So you guys obviously saw the baseball brawl, the base brawl, as they're calling it. Yeah, I mean, I heard Twitter Dodgers alerts.
0: I did. Yeah, I heard Twitter uh, alerts about it. I didn't actually see it. But, yes, I, I know what you're alluding to.
2: So let, I, this is another one of those things where, okay, so the pitcher, the night before it hit, I can't remember, who, I think it was the Dodgers pitcher hit a Mariner, I mean, I don't know, whatever. And then it happened again the next night, and then everyone got mad. So why would a pitcher try to actually hit somebody? That's just not cool. And <laughs> wouldn't you <get> in trouble? <laughs>
0: the, uh, it's the, uh, the unwritten rules of the game, which is the silliest thing about baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's... What? <laughs> I, I mean, that's it. That's it. it you, you, you don't flip your bat when you hit a home run. You don't slide into second base spikes up. You don't bunt to break up a no-hitter. You don't do all these silly things. And so when teams get beefed, then they start throwing at each other. And usually it's one guy throws at one guy, and then the other team throws at him. And then it's kind of done. But when he goes back and forth and it keeps – usually it's eye for an eye, right? Like if a pitcher throws a high-end inside to one of the best players on the other team, all right, next inning, his pitcher is going to bean one guy. Somebody's going to get thrown out. We're good. But when teams start going back and forth, that's when they clear the, the dugouts. That's when they fight.
2: Well, 12, between the two um, teams, 12 players were disciplined and fined because I guess they got, I mean, it was like a serious ball. This isn't hockey, people. Like, I don't, I just, it was so ugly. Isn't it
0: good for the sport, though? You wouldn't be talking about baseball otherwise.
2: True. (laughs) Well, all right, fine, touche. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, if we want... If all we do is watch reality TV so that we can watch drama of people fighting against each other, that's the only way that boring sports like baseball can keep up.
2: Okay, well, I mean, I think a lot of people would beg to differ with you and they find baseball riveting.
0: Mm, how old are all those people?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of them. I'm just saying, I think there are some people. How many who
0: don't of those really people like actually watched that or did they actually just listen to it on the radio? Well,
2: I hope they listen to it on the radio. That would be divine. That would
0: make me very happy. Chicken doesn't know sports. ESPN Radio. What else you got?
2: All right, last story, and this is going to upset our um, our station owner, but Aaron Rodgers
0: has a new girlfriend. Man, so why do you think Aaron Rodgers' relationship status is so highly publicized?
2: I think he has a publicist that makes sure everybody knows. Why is it? A
0: girlfriend. Why is that important, though? It seems as if as there's a professional. Been
2: rumors about him. They, for- you're. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think he's huh. trying to keep it like, hey, guys, I'm Pedro."
0: Is there anything less attractive than overcompensation?
2: Ugh, the worst.
0: No matter what you're overcompensating for, that's one of the worst things that you can do.
2: <laughs> so here's what's weird about this new girlfriend. Her name is Blue Earth.
0: Blue and Earth. That's real. Her name is Blue Earth.
2: Yes. I that, mean, I don't know if that's her born...
0: There's no one. way that's her different. given name. Okay, anyway, she Let's goes from, by Blue Earth.
2: <laughs> she goes by Blue Earth. She's allegedly a witch, although she's just <laughs> on her Instagram. Um, Is Aaron
0: Rodgers going, going to the same place as me to find girlfriends? What's going on maybe. here?
2: Yeah, she, maybe he went for a reading, and I don't know. But she looks kind of hippy-dippy, so we know she's not inoculated, or whatever the word was he used. I'm sure she didn't, doesn't get <laughs> in that scene right
0: immunized inoculated i don't even know what that (laughs) means immunized what is inoculated i have no idea (laughs) i i usually know most uh most words but i don't know that one sorry
2: i don't even
0: know anyway um, oh inoculated is good inoculate is to treat a person or animal with a vaccine to produce immunity to a disease so immunized and inoculated are the same good for you you nailed that one
2: see that nau education Mm. is coming coming in strong nice um so she looks like a real hippy dippy um and i'm just trying to figure it out he seems pretty conservative so i'm trying to figure out like that whole deal
0: yeah i don't know
2: you know maybe that that's not maybe they don't talk politics if you know what i mean
0: Man, if only there was a day in which we could just rewind. There was a day in America for actually a really long time where people's relationship statuses, it was considered impolite to even uh, talk or report about such things. Really? Take me to the day where you could go to a dinner party and you would talk about neither uh, the relationship status of famous people or the relationship status of politicians or politics. That would be a great day. I wish I could go back to that day.
2: Well, politics is a no-no. Or, it should still be.
0: Why? Yeah. Why? When did that change? That's pretty annoying.
2: I. You know what? I think it's because of social media. Yeah. I blame social media. But that's neither here nor there. Speaking of social media, I did start an Instagram.
0: Ooh, let's go. We
2: last week called Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. So I hope everyone gives us a follow.
0: We're really pulling the curtain back. We're going to show people pictures of ourselves. This is crazy.
2: Yep pictures and we're gonna maybe we'll we'll do some like breaking content when something big happens in the news you know in the sports world can't wait well you know big to me so could be tristan thompson impregnate someone else
0: could be 19 days late like you always are with your breaking news
2: right right (laughs) so it's not so breaking news is what we'll call it not so breaking
0: news yeah well go follow. follow yeah
2: um, and that's all I have. You need to get back. To, you
0: need to get back to your show and get to work and uh, enjoy Anaconda. Can't wait. Chicken Does right. Sports presented this week by Buff City Soap. All purchases tomorrow. Gonna donate twenty percent to the Missoula Mavericks. They have very cool Mavericks baseball bath bombs. So go check out Buff City Soap there in the Northgate Shopping Center. Proud presenter of the chick Does Sports each week here on Nuanas Now. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you more from Old Works in Anaconda right after this. Keep it right here. New on is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com. Because we are here, live from Old Works Golf Course, Jack Nicholas Signature Course, one of the most beautiful public golf courses I have ever played, right here in the center of Anaconda, Montana, My great friend and colleague, Blake Hempstead, rolling with me here on your Wednesday. Remember, no is now on Friday or Monday or Tuesday. Take a little five-day break to celebrate Independence Day. We'll be back at it next Wednesday. But we do have a show tomorrow, and it's going to be a fun show. We'll get things kicked off with Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, the Where Are They Now Summer Edition with Krista Redpath. And our guest this week, Mackenzie Johnston, who has anaconda roots and a Helena Capital graduate and one of the best players for the University of Montana women's basketball team of the most recent era. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with Mackenzie in studio tomorrow. Also, Regime Seabrook will ride shotgun with us for uh, the last, oh, I don't know, 90 minutes of the show as well. So very much um, looking forward to that. Northwest Motorsport. Located online, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find that inventory by visiting online at nwmsrocks.com. Big Sky Conference into the prime time. How about this? The ESPN uh, national affiliates announced the two Big Sky Conference. So, by the way, those that have been following along, the Big Sky Conference has a new TV deal. They have multiple new TV deals. You're still going to be able to stream games on ESPN+. Plus. But a lot of the games are going to originate now through scripts. We're not going to sit here and debate that. That's uh, not something that I want to waste time on. But we still remain loyal to our great friends at ABC Fox Montana and SWX Montana Television. But part of the ESPN Plus deal means that there will be two big Sky Conference games on ESPN2 and ESPN U. The league and the network announced those two games earlier today. The October date... October 1st state, that is, when UC Davis travels to Bozeman to play Montana State. That'll be a night game with an 8.15 p.m. kickoff. That'll be on either ESPN2 or ESPNU. And a game ripe with revenge as Montana heads to Sacramento State. I know, I know, I know. I actually just talked to him about it this last weekend. That they're, you know, you're always going to say the rivalry, Montana State, you know, Idaho, Eastern Washington, those teams are always going to bring a lot of Uh, Passion from the Grizz coaching staff, but I can tell by talking to him that Bobby Houck wants to beat Sacramento State worse than any team in this league. It is... i I Actually, I would love to go through this. I actually bet you there's not a program in the league that's beat Montana two years in a row and Bobby Houck's the head coach. That was a turning point
1: last year. (laughs) For sure. You remember that post-game conference. That was was the most humble... Bobby was not happy. That was the most (laughs) humble... Not, Not necessarily humble. He was. The most humble that we've seen... For sure. Leading up, and then after that, the Grizz hit their streak. Oh, yeah. they hit their stride. They did, absolutely. But Montana at Sacramento State, October
0: 22nd, 8 p.m. on the Deuce, ESPN 2. So the Grizzlies will be on national television for the second week in a row, and the second year in a row, excuse me. And uh, that is very exciting. This leads me to a couple of my talking points that I've had throughout the last couple weeks. I find this interesting. I I teared out the big sky. As we know, one of the things that we love talking about is just the narratives around programs and the pressure that comes with it. And I think that uh, there's four distinct sort of tiers, gauges of pressure in the league right now. Teams like Idaho and Idaho State with brand new head coaches, there's not a lot of pressure there because there's nowhere to go but up. They've both been bad. They both have new energetic guys leading the way, and it seems like they're going to have some leeway from their fan base and from their athletic departments for a couple years at least, right? Rebuilding it, you know, everything that comes with a new coach. Then there's the schools, kind of like UC Davis and um, maybe even Northern Arizona where there's some pressure. You want to you have uh, those teams perform. But, but if you're winning more than you're losing, that's pretty good. And if you're in the playoff mix like UC Davis has been under Dan Hawkins, you know, that's pretty good. But then there's, a, to me, there's sort of one team that's in a tier all by itself. That's Eastern Washington. I think they got to prove it, prove it, prove it, now that all the Bob Baldwin players are gone. But then there's the top tier. And I think that the three teams that have the most pressure in the league this year are Sacramento State because they've won the league two years in a row and then done nothing in the playoffs, Montana and Montana State. I think Montana and Montana State have pressure always. They have more pressure than any team in the league because of who they are and the fan bases and all that stuff. But I also think there's specific narratives around these two teams that make it a big year. So, I mean, what do you think of just these pressure-packed seasons that both the Cats and the Grizz have coming up?
1: Well, Montana State, you know there's pressure on the sophomore on on Tommy coming back in because everybody thinks that he could have kept that game close in the national championship. You sure. and I both know that that was not going to be the case.
0: But it's an interesting narrative. Let's talk about that just for a second because Tommy Mallott took the world by storm. Butte's finest, came in, took over the starting quarterback job, leads the Cats all the way to the national championship game. We heard a lot of people from around this state saying, well, things would have been different if Tommy Mallott wouldn't have gotten hurt. Here's what I want to tell people out there. Tommy Watt would have made a slight difference, like three or four first downs and maybe a couple more minutes possessing the ball. Montez State's losing that game by four touchdowns, no matter who's playing quarterback, because the Cats had the best front seven that I saw in the big sky, and they got straight blown off the ball. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback when you give up 400 yards rushing, and that was the the circumstance that
1: the Cats found themselves in. And unfortunately, the pressure comes with how good his performance was in the playoffs, and how unexpected that happened in the playoffs you and I of course, we traveled down to Texas, and what he did down in Texas against Sam Houston was he come out and started throwing the ball and and it's not this isn't a slide against. Tommy Milan, it's not a slight against the game plan or anything like that. His receivers just went out and made it for him. But I, I mean, mean
0: Lance McCutcheon's about to make an NFL roster because of his ability to go get the, the high point deep ball,
1: right? The the things that they were doing when people were keen on his running ability and then just throwing into an open space and the cats just going out and making things happen. This coming off when they were at their very lowest when they lost to the Grizz. Yep. For sure. So to do that in the playoffs, they were fin- they were a fascinating story. But like you said, when they're in Texas, North Dakota State was going to beat any team that day. Yes. And they were going to beat Montana State regardless of whether Tommy was in that game or not. Unfortunately, that adds to the pressure, like you said. Is he going to be able to continue or to duplicate anything that happened there? It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for that offense to do, like you said, Lance was he goes from a you know, a marginal wide receiver, his first couple years on the team to turning into one of the best that we saw all year last year. For sure and then working into the NFL.
0: Had one of the great single seasons in Montana State history for sure. Blake Hempstead joining me here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Blake, a variety of roles, uh, most prominently with Copperhead Country, Dialoguing, Anaconda, and Southwest Montana Sports. But he also has his uh, hands on a lot of different things, including shooting some of the great photography that we feature on SkylineSportsMT.com as well. Blake was riding with me all the way across the country multiple times last year. Actually, we got to say thanks to his wonderful wife, Melissa, for uh, allowing this to happen uh, she got to go on a little trip to to frisco as well which was was fun uh, but blake had a front row seat for some of these uh, these big sky conference games you know there's also then the element too of i think there's a lot of pressure on this montana state team and this montana state program because brett vegan did a tremendous job of managing the resources that he was given but now it's his team now he needs to figure out how to make it his team he took a team that jeff choate recruited and gave them steadiness, gave them a steady hand. And I actually think, I don't know if they would have made the, the national championship game without someone like that. But, now, you don't have Daniel Hardy. You don't have Troy Anderson. You don't have Chase Benson. You don't have all of these stars that graduate from last year's team. So, it's a big year in year two,
1: not just for the quarterback, for, for the head coach as well. Well, you talked about it with Bo Baldwin in eastern Washington. How do those coaches, now after that program is completely turned over, how do they make their mark on the program there are certain pieces in montana state and certain pieces that they've begun recruiting out of the uh... out of the pipeline which i think they've plugged a lot of those holes and i think they have a lot of talent to fill a lot of that but are they going to be as good or as competitive like you said replacing A guy who, I don't know why there's not a statue over in Bozeman yet (laughs) of Troy. I mean, it will happen. But like you said, Daniel Hardy, uh, all those names. Conversely, over Missoula, they're right on the cusp of doing something special just like that. It's just, does everything work out with injuries and the way things work out during the season? Montana, as you know, there's three weeks in there towards the end of their season that are just brutal. Yeah, right. So
0: for sure, no question. The the scheduling is going to play big into this as well. I think that one of the most fascinating parts about the narrative surrounding the Grizzlies is twofold. One, just how brash and confident Bobby Houck has been every single second he's been the head coach of the head, of, of the University of Montana. And two, the, the bar of excellence that is set by the previous success at Montana, which Coach Houck had a huge hand in setting. Bobby Houck is trying to live up to not only his proclamation of a return to dominance, but his proclamation of a return to dominance that he has already proven he can make. But that's what it makes it so interesting. Can he do it again? He did it at such an unbelievable high level. We just got back from the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and Bobby Houck inducted Shan Schillinger as one of our members this year. And some of the stuff he was rattling off in Shan's career, it was so unbelievable to, to really think about. Because he's talking about a kid from Baker, Montana, who was a 6th round draft pick by the Atlanta Falcons. But his collegiate accolades were not that tremendous, only because he was playing on a defense that was so deep and they shared so many stats. That's why Bobby Houck said, my my stats I'm going to give you about Shan Schillinger are this. 51 and 5 in the Big Sky Conference during his career. 51 and 5 overall and 31 and 1 in the Big Sky Conference. That's the bar that the Grizz are trying to, to live up to. And I think that's what makes the narrative so interesting because most programs in the country, if you're coming off back to back 10 win seasons and back to back final eight appearances, you're thrilled. Montana, it ain't good enough. And so much of that comes from what Bobby Houck has done before.
1: Defense sets the tone both for uh, Montana and Montana State last year. Yep. Montana brings back a strong strong nucleus on the outside I mean the they should outsides. have two of the Up best in the players
0: in the country with Patrick O'Connell and Justin Ford.
1: Right. Exactly. And you have that coming forward. That will that'll patch a lot of work you need to do on the offensive side when you're trying to figure out who the quarterback is going to be, what you're going to do offensively yep. because last year there were times where the offense needed an identity and you know when we saw them back in on the East Coast when they you know when they were in the playoffs they didn't have a second or third option. You know, they were they were pretty much dead to rights in that game. No different than what Montana State was dealing with in the national championship game. So where do you go from there? Obviously, sure. you know, you have some pieces that have come in. But, you know, Bobby's so good at keeping things on the down low on what he likes to do. Right. You don't really know what's going to happen until for the first sure. game of the season.
0: For sure. They've had guys on campus. I know that they're trying to bolster the ranks for sure. To me, my my uh, maybe maybe sort of unanswerable question about this Grizz team is, uh, you're right. When we watched them in Harrisonburg, Virginia, against James Madison, there was a clear gap. Well, now James Madison and Sam Houston State are not, not in the subdivision anymore, so you don't have to worry about those teams. But is the gap for the Grizz a talent gap or a mentality gap or a combination of both? Because I hearken back to the, that team, that Shan Schillinger-led, you know, Colt Anderson-led team, that went thirty-one and one in Big Sky Conference play, and that team had a ton of talent. That that group of guys had a ton of talent, but they also had the most undeniable mentality I've ever seen. They would—they refused to lose. They could play like absolute, just terrible, and still win because they—they they would just figure out a way to do it. And, you know, if you win 70% of your games in college football, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Bobby Houck somehow finished, figured out a way to win 95% of his games the, the first time around in Missoula, and so much of it was just that refusal to lose. So I'm just so interested to see, you know, the Grizz have some talent coming back. They do have some spots that they need to fill is it talent? Is it mentality? I don't know if there is an answer to that question yet, but I do think that a return to the mentality that they had in the mid-2000s is the thing that will be the ultimate factor to getting them over the top.
1: Well, the, the weirdest part about what you just said there is a, a Bob Stitt coach team, of course, his first game right. he comes out and beats a North Dakota State. Right. Until you are able to beat that team regularly, that dynasty will not go away until you can really go in and cut the head off the monster right that that is what's going to determine okay who's the next guy on the heap north dakota state isn't going anywhere anytime soon unless you do that and now what program is going to do that well montana and montana state have proven that they've been able to you know get some success going but until you make that next level that next step It's anybody's guess how long North Dakota State can keep this thing rolling. Because we saw their sideline, and their offensive line and defensive line is not going anywhere. Their offensive line is going to be unbelievable this year. I mean, isn't it crazy
0: watching them in person, though? Like, when you really see North Dakota State in person against these other elite FCS teams, you really realize that it's a division of one. Everybody else has been playing for second place. It, it, it is astounding the the level of talent that North
1: Dakota State has. So walking on the soccer pitch at Frisco <laughs> is what it was. It's a soccer field.
0: Oh, don't even the... get us started on this. This was like the worst game experience we've ever had. With it, was, how, it was crazy.
1: With how wet that field was. I just walked by the offensive line doing their drills. And that end zone was so chewed up oh, yeah. because of the oh, yeah. workouts that those guys do. Those guys, those grown men, 350, 360 pounds, yeah, three man. deep on the offensive line. They never, never have to worry about offensive linemen. It's just their mentality of the local homegrown kids. The Tom Osborne program, way back when Nebraska Nebraska, was doing it in the late 80s and early 90s. The Class C kids coming on and walking onto the program just to be part of something special. Those kids, until you can do that... Montana, Montana State. We've said it for years, Colter. Whoever gets the most in-state recruits usually is the team that's going to win the Bobcat versus Grizz matchup. It's just that's the way it goes because the pride runs so deep in both of those schools and in that rivalry. It really makes a difference.
0: It's going to be fascinating to see if these two teams can close the gap. I don't know what the exact solution is for them to close the gap. Because you just have to think that success breeds success and the gap might just keep on widening no matter how much progress the two schools make. I will think I do think this though, uh I, just from a pure matchup standpoint, I would love to see the Grizz versus North Dakota State because the Cats, these last couple years, Jeff Choate first and then and then Brent Vegan, they are just North Dakota State light. That's what they want to do is just run the ball down your throat and play simple but really solid and explosive defense. Let your, let your playmakers make plays. When you got Troy Anderson, you don't have to run a bunch of stunts because he can just run sideline to sideline and make everybody's mistakes go away. You don't have to blitz because you got Daniel Hardy. He's beating you on the edge. The Grizz, they run such an unorthodox front defensively. That's what I would love to see because if you're just trying to overpower and go man-to-man with North Dakota State, I don't think you can do it because they're so far ahead. I would love to see a little... I, here's what I would. Here's what the ideal matchup to, to beat North Dakota State would be. You take the 2019 Grizz offense and the 2021 Grizz defense and have that team go play North Dakota State because that offense had so explosive guys like Samari Torre, Marcus Knight, Dalton Snead at quarterback, and then the defense last year was as good a defense as we've seen at Montana. But I would actually, I just think that the matchup's more applicable for the Grizz because of the style they play. It's so much different than North Dakota State.
1: Well, we talked about it last year after the Sacramento State State loss was the Grizz, the teams that they had the most difficulty stopping were the two back sets. The ones that they could not account for out of the backfield, their linebackers, like you said, you know, it's pick a gap and go. It's, you know. Kill quarterback. Kill but, quarterback is right, and that's realistically what what that defense was. It's what they did to Washington. <laughs> right, it's what totally. they did. It's what kept them in those games early in the year, yep. to where they snuck by and you know and got some wins on the season. But it's weird. North Dakota State can do so many things offensively differently. Uh, switch to two-back set. Go to fullback. They're fullback last year in the national championship. What I mean, goodness. Had, he had three of their touchdowns. I mean,
0: man-bear-pig, man. what uh, That guy was crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, the the first or the second touchdown he had, he jumped up and he hit his helmet off of his knee <laughs> just to show off in the, in the, in the end zone. So, yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing. And I tell you, every time I'm on here, I got to get Braxton's name in there. And, you know, being a local Anaconda kid, it's, it is so much fun when you can have a small town kid go to a, a place like that, whether it be Montana State, Tommy Milot, whether it be, you know, in, in uh, missoula with with braxton you know of course with tory there before him it's just neat to see those kids live out their dream and, and live it out in a place like that and do well and you know be some of the best players in the conference speaking of anaconda
0: we're coming to you live from old works golf course here in anaconda blake hempstead of copperhead country and skyline sports joining us here on espn radio blake's a local anaconda guy he also does a great job covering Anaconda and Southwest Montana Sports through his endeavor with Copperhead Country. And he also has some sweet swag. So let's do this. Text us right now, 406 888 1029. That's 888 1029. We got a hat and a shirt, courtesy of Copperhead Country. Blake, oh, Blake says he's one up, and he says we're going to give you a coat now here, even. So 406 888 1029. Text us right now. And uh, one lucky winner gets some swag, courtesy of Copperhead Country. It's sweet logoing, I promise. It's really well made, and uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be awesome for you. So text us right now, 406-888-1029. We'll get your address, and we'll get it shipped right over to you. Get you all set up for tomorrow. And uh, a couple last thoughts on the course with the black sand. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. thanks to Old Works Golf Course here in Anaconda, Montana for hosting us. Very fun day. Very cool day. The continuation of our golf tour as part of my gig with Golf Magazine. Very fun gig that I've been able to pick up. Thanks to my good buddy Chad, who's uh, really helping facilitate a lot of these collaborations lately. And uh, thanks to Old Works for hosting us today. You missed anything in today's remote broadcast live from this beautiful Jack Nicholas course. You can always find it on the Nuanas Now broad, uh, podcast, proudly presented by Sports Montana, The Advocates, The M Store, and The MSU Bookstore. We talked everything from Anaconda Pride and Tradition to the lay of the land of this golf course to the NBA to Big Sky Conference football and everything in between. Go get that Nuanas Now podcast. Uh, in your life. We will be back at it tomorrow. At 4 p.m. Fun show planned for you tomorrow. The continuation of our Where Are They Now series. From around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. The Crystal Red Path. McKenzie Johnston. Former Lady Grizz standout. And current professional basketball player overseas. Will join us from 415 to about 445. Rajim Seabrook. My main man. Who's sort of on a rotating schedule right now. He'll also sit in the chair with me. And we will wrap up the uh, the rest of the week before we head into the Independence Day weekend. Just a couple minutes left here, Blake, but what was your favorite part about this course
1: today? Three putts and seven times.
0: <laughs> Is that really the official stat?
1: I don't know. It was six or seven. They were slick. Their, you know, greens were slick. These greens are just fantastic here. Uh, obviously, talking with Andrew... I've been talking with some friends who who play quite a bit out here. Um, they don't have the, they're not as tied down as me with three kids and, and doing some different stuff with, with a couple different businesses, but uh, they're able to come out here and play, and they have really praised the people at Old Works, and, and I can see why. You know, there's some spots out there that, I mean, we're in southwest Montana. We don't have a whole lot of uh, great weather for grass to grow, but, I mean, the fairways are pristine. The greens are fantastic. Yeah, it's it's just a great place to play, and. We really take advantage of it, or people kind of not necessarily take advantage of it, but take it for granted that it's out my back door to come here and play. So, yeah, it's great, and I'm glad you came, Colt. Well, thanks so much for
0: having us. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio.